Our gospel today comes from smack dab in the middle of Mark's gospel. Now, the way that our current chapters are divided, Mark's gospel is 16 chapters long, and this passage comes from the second half of chapter 8, so right in the middle. And it's a major turning point in Jesus' ministry. I want to get to one of two of the, the cruxes, we say, two of the really challenging things about this gospel passage. The first one is, why does Jesus ask his disciples who they think he is? And the second one is, why does he tell them not to tell anyone who he is, if they get the answer right? Now, just to get the scope of possibilities, a lot of folks say, well, he asks them to test them, right? But let's simplify it a little bit. Just look at it in a different way. Why do you ask a question? To test people? Why? Why do you? Okay, if you don't know what the answer is. Okay, so let's leave that aside. Okay, and this one is a little harder. So there are all kinds of reasons people come up with for why does Jesus ask his disciples not to tell anyone he's the Messiah? Why does he ask them to keep that secret? My favorite answer is it's reverse psychology. Like if I just tell them not to tell anyone, they're going to go out and tell everyone, right? So that's a possibility. But why, why do you ask someone to keep a secret? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. It might make someone feel sad. Exactly. Why else do you keep a secret? Anyone? We'll go with that. All right? You don't want someone to find you're trying. Now, secrets often are not good things, but here Jesus some secrets perhaps. In this case, we have Jesus uh, keeping a secret. So if we look back at this, th at this passage from this point of view, that maybe Jesus wanted to know the answer. It might read a little bit differently. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered John the Baptist, others Elijah, and he says, no, but who do you say that I am? I wonder if it's possible that in this moment, maybe not in every moment, Jesus doubts who he is or doesn't know who he is. So then Peter says, you're the Messiah. And he says, no, don't tell anyone. I don't want anyone to find out about this. And why? Well, the very next verses say, he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed. I wonder if the possibility here is, if I'm the Messiah, I have something to fear, and you have something to fear, and I have something to be sad about, and you have something to be sad about. Now, all of the Gospels shed a little different light on Jesus, but the unique gift of Mark's Gospel is I think we have this possibility that self-doubt and fear are part of what it meant for Jesus to be fully human. You can see these different lights come out, especially in Jesus' last words on the cross. So Mark and Matthew have Jesus say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We have Jesus dying with what looks like a psalm of self-doubt and fear on his lips. 
Now, Luke and John put it differently. In, in Luke, Jesus dies very confidently. Into your hands I commend my spirit, O Father. In John, he breathes his last. You know, it is finished. So we have a confident, assured Jesus in those Gospels. But since we're living with the Gospel of Mark for most of what we call year B, right, this cycle we hear a lot from Mark, although alongside John, so sometimes it can be a little jarring. But for today, we've got Mark, right? I want us to consider whether Jesus was fully human in everything except our fear and self-doubt, or was Jesus fully human in a way that includes fear and self-doubt? And if Jesus was human in a way that includes fear and self-doubt, then those things are part of our humanity also. And they're a part of our humanity that's been sanctified and blessed and redeemed and cherished and experienced and granted mercy by God. Amen.